Welcome to the WP Tonic This Week in WordPress and SaaS podcast, where Jonathan Denwood interviews the leading experts in WordPress, e-learning, and online marketing to help WordPress professionals launch their own SaaS. Hi there, folks. Welcome back to the WP Tonic This Week in WordPress and Startups. We've got a great guest. I've been really looking forward to this interview. We're going to be talking everything about WordPress and community and we've got Michelle Freshette. Freshette, I've just butchered this. Freshette. That's not too. That's not too bad for me because the listeners. Not bad the, at all. The listeners are very used to my total butchery of our guests' names. Don't take it personal, <laughs> Michelle. I've not also <laughs> also got old co-host returning. He's been busy running his own business, but for this week and occasionally through the months, he will be coming back on the show. I've got Stephen back. So Stephen. Um, would you like to quickly introduce yourself to the tribe again, Stephen? Yeah, my name is Stephen Sauer um, from hustlefish.com. Um, we're an agency that focuses primarily on WordPress. And like I said, I've got Michelle. And Michelle is the Director of Community Engagement at Stella WP, better known as the hosting company Liquid Web. Um, but Stella de- deals with everything around Stella WP, which is the company that has all the plugins and other things focus on WordPress, which Liquid Web owns. So Michelle really knows the stuff about community. So Michelle, um, do you want to also give a quick 10 second, 15 second intro about yourself? And then we'll go into the main part of the interview, Michelle. Sure. Well, as you said, I work at Stellar WP, which is the plugins part of Liquid Web. I am also the um, podcast barista at uh, WP Coffee Talk, and I am half of the podcast and project um, uh, directors of Underrepresented in Tech.com, which works to help people who are in the underrepresented parts of technology uh, find space at the table, as we say. I'm also the uh, director, the I'm sorry, the president of the board at Big Orange Heart, which is um, a nonprofit of, around uh the mental health challenges that we sometimes face as independent and remote workers. So, uh, I thought I was busy, Michelle, but you're a busy, busy lady, to say the least. Uh, um, I'm all, and I also write and I'm on the staff at Post Status. So, if you're familiar with Post Status. Oh, oh well, I'm not going to go there. Uh, I'm, so, uh, I'm, I'm going to be nice to Post Status. It's like kicking a dead cook dog. So there we go. Uh, I'm so sorry. Uh, before we go into the main part, of the, I'm going to get in trouble for that remark. Uh, before we uh, go into the main part of this great interview, I've got a message from our major sponsors. We'll be back in a few moments. Hi there, folks. I just wanted to tell you about our major sponsor, and that's Castos. If you're looking to get into podcasting for yourself or for clients, you need a top quality podcasting platform, and that's what you get with Castos. It has a superb interface, really easy to use, and you're not penalised for success. They have a flat rate pricing structure. Don't matter how many podcasts you make, how many downloads you achieve, you are just pray at one fixed rate with Castos. Plus there's support and just the quality of the people are just amazing. Hi 
Hi there, folks. I want to tell you about one of our great new sponsors, and that's BlogVault. If you're a WordPress professional, you know the importance of having backup. I know that many hosting providers provide a great backup service, but normally they only provide 30 days of backup. And if your client site is hacked, it might be hacked for months before you or your client realizes that you've got a major problem. So what is the solution? Well, I use this product myself. I use BlogVault. BlogVault is the Rolls Royce of backup solutions. You do one full website backup, including the database, and that is stored off-site. So you're not using any hosting resources. And then any updates to the website are backed up not the whole website or the whole database, only the changes. So that really um, reduces bandwidth and hosting usage of your backups. It also is superb, great interface, great support. You get a free staging site with it as well. And migrations, moving your client's website to one hosting provider to the other, is just simple and flawless. I've been using BlogVault for years myself. You should be using it. It is the best solution when it comes to WordPress backups. I see you soon, folks. Bye. We're coming back. Um, got some great offer from Castos um, and also BlogVault, our new major sponsor plus all the other sponsors. And I've got some recommendations around plugins, services that I use myself. You can get all these goodies, and they're all free, Tribe, by going to WPTonic slash recommendations, and you find all the goodies there. And being that you're WordPress startup people, you love your goodies, don't you? So uh, um, I've already got myself into trouble for my previous comment, but this, so I need to go into this interview straight away. Uh, um, so let's start off, Michelle. How did you get into the crazy world of WordPress? How, you know, you seem such a calm, nice lady. How did you get into this crazy world, Michelle? Um, it has something to do with nonprofits and spaghetti, believe it or not. But I was uh, in higher education for 25 years. And at the time, I was running a massage school that was in two cities. And my best friend was a graduate of the massage school. And one of the things she said is people graduate and they have this, you know, thousand hours of education, but they have no idea how to be business owners and the things that they need to be successful. So she wanted to start a nonprofit uh, to support massage therapists in our state and so she and I partnered up on that. And her husband built us a website in WordPress. He gave us logins and we started sending him the content. And his response was, hold up, ladies. I built the site. You get to populate it. I gave you a login. Figure it out. So I logged into the website and I was like, just two things happened. First, I was afraid I was going to just like crashed the whole thing by pushing a button I didn't know how whether or not I should push. Um, that did not happen, thankfully. But the other thing that happened was like, wow, like I could push publish and my thoughts appeared instantaneously 
in the world for other people to read and see. And that was, um, that was heady, right? Like that was the power, the power, Michelle. You got right? the power. Seriously. I mean, like nobody knew the site existed and like literally only the two of us are reading it, but the potential was there. Oh yeah, that's what, so, I, that's what I, that's the word I use with all my clients, there's potential <laughs> there. You've got to be very diplomatic, have you? There's potential there. <laughs> there's potential. There's and potential. so I, I liked working with WordPress and I thought this is something that I might be able to do for other people, a little business on the side, or at least, you know, helping out people with marketing because I have an MBA in marketing. And believe it or not, e-commerce. I'm sorry, Michelle, but I'm just getting the impression you're a little bit of an overachiever. Well, I am the oldest child. I think that that comes along with, with that. <laughs> but, uh, but it was it was exciting to the thought of being able to actually use the education that I had. But still, you know, we didn't we we learned everything about e commerce, but we didn't learn how to build websites. And so I said to her husband, I said, "Would you be like up to? I would pay you for your time, but would you teach me how to build like how to go from owning a." a URL, a domain name, to actually having that be something on the web. I said, I understand, like, how to buy, you know, hosting, and I understand how to buy a domain. What I don't know is how do I get the domain on the host with a website that I can start to build in? And so she works nights. They had five children between them. And he said, if you come over and feed the kids... I'll teach you how to do that. So I went over, we made spaghetti. That's where the spaghetti comes in. Uh, the kids cleaned up the plates and he, we pulled up our laptop side by side. I purchased a domain, which I'm not even going to tell you what it was now because it probably still exists on the Wayback Machine and I would be embarrassed if anybody saw it because <laughs> it was one of the first sites I ever built my own. But that um, wasn't just straight HTML. But uh I was just smitten with the idea. He taught, he refused to teach me one button install. He said, one button install exists. You will use it. I know you'll use it, but I want you to understand how the process works. So we went to wordpress.org. We downloaded the files. We uploaded. He taught me how to change salt keys. I still don't understand what they mean. I understand what they do. And, you know, but the idea of, of changing the salt keys and understanding what the WP config was. I literally had one piece of paper with four points written on it. I went home and redid that process for myself so that I would understand how to do it. And so I built my first website that way. And then I built a website for somebody else and somebody else. And over the last, uh, now it's been 10 years, I've built over 300 different, you know, one pagers to multi-pagers to, uh, to whatever different websites. And, um, by no means am I the guru of design or the guru of development because I have very little, um, you know, development chops. But over the years, I've been able to figure out how to help other people grow their businesses. And as a result of that, ended up in the WordPress community by wanting our local meetup to be able to do more and help more people. And so I took over organizing the local meetup. That turned into, hey, Rochester should have um, its own WordCamp. And I, so I had the first WordCamp here. I started speaking at WordCamps. Um, from that, I got a job as the first uh, director of customer success at GiveWP. And uh, as you probably know, GiveWP was um, 
purchased last year uh, by acquired last year by Liquid Web, and that put me in the Liquid Web family, which is how I ended up with Stellar WP. So it's it's one of those things where the more you get involved, the more you put yourself out into the community and really seek to build those relationships with people, the greater opportunities you have in the community. And that's kind of how I ended up where I am. Here we go. The star is born. As I say, <laughs> that was one of my twits to you. Actually, was that a star is born? Isn't I it? think so. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Stephen, over to you. Yeah. So, um, what was like being involved in the WordPress community and starting a WordCamp and stuff? When, like, in conversations that I've had with other people in the WordPress community, and like even just like internally with myself, like. Um, it feels like to be actively involved, like one should know how to code or know like more of like the underlying of WordPress. Was it, was that hard to like get the courage to be like, no, like I, I can lead a WordCamp and I don't need to be able to, you know, get into the code and know exactly how WordPress works under the hood. Um, or was that a very easy transition for you? Uh, there was definitely some of that, you know, what, what they, what do they call it? Imposter syndrome yeah. at first, right? Because you're like, oh, right. And that you sit down at this, like, um, what do they call it? The happiness bar, right? You sit down at this table and you're listening to people helping people. And it's like, they're speaking Greek, right? Because it's like all of this, like, oh, I see you just, you need this array. And I'm like, what's an array? And you know, all these other things that I'm just like, no clue about. And so there was a little bit of that. Um, before I even did anything really, I, I, I like kind of pulled the bandaid off and applied to speak at a WordCamp. And my topic was the hidden secrets of WordPress, Hmm. little things that people don't understand, like, you know, like your, um, screen options and things like that, that nobody thinks to look at those places. It's, you kind of get in and there's this huge dashboard in front of you and and you kind of figure out how to work through it. But there's a lot of things that can help you. So I gave that talk and I stood up in front of that room full of people who probably had been WordPressing way longer than me thinking, I don't know if I can swear on here, but thinking, oh shit, these people are going to know way more than me. And they're going to be like, that's not true. No, no, no. (laughs) You got that wrong. And, uh, And instead what happened is I finished that talk I went out to the happiness bar and I had a line of people ready to talk to me and pick my brain. And I thought, well, by golly, I do know what I'm talking about if other people are wondering and wanting to know more. And so it's like from there, I don't know. It's like I I like the spotlight a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I also like helping people. And I think if you look at the body of work that I do and the things that I do and, you know, look at my bio and things like that, you'll see that the majority of what I have done in WordPress is because I really do want to help other people be successful. Yeah. But I think that's amazing. Like that's one of the amazing parts of like that WordPress community is that like there's space for everybody, no matter where your knowledge is. And like somebody who's probably been coding WordPress forever can learn tons of stuff from somebody that just is, you know, an admin guru that just knows everything on the admin admin dashboard. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's a very beautiful, like, sort of interplay of relationships and stuff within the WordPress system. Well, and one of the things that's important to me to tell every, I tell this to everybody, I don't think of myself as the WordPress celebrity. Of course, I think of other people that way, but every person that you think of as a WordPress celebrity in the space is just a person who goes to bed at night, wakes up, tries to figure out what to have for breakfast, sits in front of a laptop, doesn't know what they're going to write or do first thing in the morning. We are all just people, right? So whether you are somebody who truly has that imposter syndrome 
are afraid to talk to people, or you have all of the hubris in the world, right? The first time that somebody that I thought of as like one of my celebrities, like talked to me as an equal, like, hey, Michelle, I saw something that you did, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, oh fangirling over the fact that like these people were talking to me uh, and knew who I was. Right. It's just like, but it's it realistically, like everybody has to deal with kids with snotty faces and everybody <laughs> has to deal with like, Oh my God, it's raining out and I forgot my umbrella and whatever. And, and Oh, I shouldn't have eaten that shellfish last night, whatever it is. Like we're all just human beings. And yeah. I think that's the beauty of the WordPress community. So Michelle, um, you got an impressive title. Um, Director of Community Engagement. So what does that basically entail? What do you see as your key, two to three key things that are on top of list Mm -hmm. that you see as being the most important elements of this title? So a lot of what I do as the Director of Community Engagement is take a look at what our different um, plugins are and find ways that I can help them help people in the community, whether that's um, finding people that can give a talk somewhere, uh, you know, finding somebody at, let's say, um, you know, at Learn Dash that can do a talk at a local meetup who's look, whose people are asking about doing uh, courses or uh, somebody who needs more ideas of how to use uh, WooCommerce and I can connect them with Iconic or, you know, like do the Woo, right? So that podcast, I, I have made lots of opportunities for people at, at within all of our plugins that are using WooCommerce or have integrations with WooCommerce to be able to um, get out in the community. And it's not just to promote ourselves, of course, I'm in marketing. Of course, I want to promote ourselves. I'm not stupid. Um, and I'm not going to try to pull the wool over anybody's eyes. But the reason that we exist is because all of our plugins and all of our softwares help people achieve what they want to do. So I was with GiveWP for over four years. At GiveWP, we help nonprofits raise money to do the good that they do in the world. So if, if you know, the local dog shelter to, you know, the, the biggest um, Ronald McDonald house can use GiveWP to raise money to help make a difference in whatever their community is. So if I can get somebody from Give talking and, and highlight them out in the world, that in turn helps more people learn about Give to do better in their communities. And so that is my goal is to integrate us into the community as helpers, as people that can elevate other businesses and other nonprofits and organizations to be able to do better at what they do. Just a quick follow-through question before we go for our break. Um, Basically, and I don't think it solely relates to Stella and what you're doing, I think this is a general observation, is you seem like in the WordPress community, you seem to have really two extinct audiences. You have the kind of quasar power implementer, graphic designer, developer, that's part of the ecosystem, as I call it, that go to WordCamps. And then you've got the end user that might do a search on Google, might be looking to build a membership site, a course, and they're used to WordPress um, they like the idea of keep utilising you WordPress, and they just buy your plugin, but they have no real idea 
what they're going to do with it. How do you satisfy those two groups and how do you, have you thought about, I'm sure you have, and what are some of your insights about how you deal with these two very extinct groups, if you agree with my outline? Sure. So the people who are you know, in the know, the WordPress users that understand WordPress and they understand, you know, there's their websites and they buy a plugin and, you know, we reach out to them and we're like, hey, do you need any help? They're like, listen, lay back off. I got this covered. Right. So there's that group. Um, and what we do is, is we just supply information. I think knowledge bases on websites, whether you call it documentation, knowledge base, whatever it is, keeping that as up to date as possible and then being responsive to people's needs. I think that really satisfies a lot of the people who are kind of in the know, the designers, the developers. Um, the other side who are, let's say it is that dog shelter and, you know, they're like bootstrapping and they found WordPress because WordPress is cheap and they want to, you know, they want an events calendar or they want, uh, you know, a, a fundraiser on their website. Those are the people that they're like, oh, well, this will work. And they buy it. And they're like, oh my gosh, there are so many buttons. There are so many settings. What do I do? So for those people, not only is the knowledge base there, right? Because anybody can, a can access knowledge base and documentation, but those pe people are also very active in our Facebook groups. So almost every one of our products has a Facebook group where people help each other. They ask each other questions. They ask for best practices. They ask for people's feedback on what they're building, uh, whether it's a course, whether it's a site, whether it's a fundraising page you know, whatever that is. Um, we, we really do those kinds of things, plus webinars. Um, we have, we're running Twitter spaces in some of our plugins. Uh, so we're trying to make us as accessible as possible so that whether you have a ton of knowledge and one question or no knowledge and a million questions, we can meet your needs. And that's so, what the community is about. Yeah, so uh, what I get, get from that is that, uh, and I totally agree with what you've outlined, is that building you know, community, you know, is not only solely about building community in the WordCamp kind of developer power professional, but it's also utilising communities to build resources that help the non-member of that larger WordPress community that just looking to use Learn Dash because they've got a specific need. Would I be yes. all right about that? Yeah, I think that that's pretty accurate. Yeah. Here we go. I've got something right. This is some views. That's a rarity, isn't it? If you've been listening to this, <laughs> we're going to go for, uh, I like the show already. Uh, <laughs> um, we're going to go for our break, folks. We'll be back in a few moments. Hi there, folks. Are you looking to build modern shopping cart landing pages using the power of WooCommerce for yourself or for clients? And you want to do that quickly with little need to know about hand coding? Well, if the answer is yes, and it should be, I've got the perfect answer for you, and that's launch flows. Launch Flows is the most modern and easiest way of building modern landing shopping pages for your clients. It also works natively with Gutenberg and the leading page builders like Alamator or Divi. It's really flexible, really powerful. Hey 
Hey, Tribe, are you trying to scale your agency but struggling to find time to work on your business because you're always stuck working in your business? Head over to focuswp.co where you can subscribe to an instant team of white label geeks and creatives to delegate to. Use code WPTONIC for a special discount just for the tribe. With Focus WP, you don't have to worry about hiring, firing, or any other HR nightmares. Just submit a ticket and your new team will dive in. Focus on what you love, outsource the rest. We're coming back. We've had a feast, a feast about community. Um, I just want to point out, I do a fantastic newsletter. Um, It has all the great weekly and news stories around WordPress and startups. Um, It also has recommendations from the panel on the Friday show Plus, it has an editorial that me, myself, writes, and I have a sarcastic dig at many things or people in the WordPress community, and they love me for it, Uh, um, and I love them back. Uh, um, It's hilarious. Please sign up for it. How do you obtain this great newsletter, you might ask yourself? Well, go over to WPTonic slash newsletter, and you can sign up for that free. So, Michelle, uh, um, what are some of the key challenges and opportunities? Not only challenges, no, you know, normally, unless you're talking about death, um, normally in your challenges, there's also opportunities. You don't normally see it at the time, but that's how it normally pans out. What do you see some of the challenges, but also opportunities in WordPress in general in the next 12, 18 months? I think one of the biggest challenges will be dealing with a post or almost post-pandemic community. Uh, I know that, you know, in the height of uh, what we've considered lockdown and pandemic panic, we were doing absolutely no in-person events. And that was mostly because of, you know, federal and state mandates and area mandates regional around the world globally. And there's still some of that, right? And there's still a, a fear. My mother was just diagnosed yesterday with, with uh, COVID. And so it's still, it's still a reality, right? Um, and I think we're dealing with it better and we know what we're doing better now and the strains are better, et cetera. But when we were in lockdown type situation, everything was online. And so all of our WordCamps, those were subsidized uh, to be online. Now that we are starting to return to in-person camps, uh, for example, Porto, uh, WordCamp Europe is coming up in June. I'm going. Are you know, you going, Michelle? I'm not. My father's no. funeral is actually oh, that I'm same so time. Sorry. Thank I'm you. Sorry. But um, so I won't be able to attend. I, w- I was planning to, but, you know, he had to go and just like, do what he did. But um, the the next one is uh, Montclair. I'm sorry, Mont- I'm, coming cro- I'm coming across as a bit of a twit here. Are you the only right? Sorry. It's, it, is, it is what it is. And he was a good man. And But I can't be in two places at once. And so um, WordCamp Montclair will be my first in-person WordCamp. Uh, will be at the end of June in uh, Montclair, New Jersey. And as somebody who is a WordCamp... Um, mentor, as well as somebody who attends and speaks and also sponsors WordCamps through my work. I am looking forward to that first um, in-person WordCamp, but I also know that it's not a possibility 
with the money that you raise to do both in-person and have that also be hybrid event and be online. The cost and the sheer number of people it takes to do either one or the other um, is ridiculous. And to, to, to double or triple that, to have both of those. So I think the challenge is going to be especially for people in remote areas who don't have the ability to travel or who are uh, either compromised uh, physically and, and are afraid of, or afraid of travel um, in a, in a coming of, you know, out of, of COVID kind of thing um, will be the isolation that hits those people when they can no longer be attending all of those events online and the camaraderie and the world felt a little bit smaller when we were all doing online events together and I could, you know, I, I spoke at WordCamp Taiwan. I spoke at WordCamp India because I didn't have to get in a plane and go to those places. Mm. Uh, and I was able to interact with people who are all the way around the globe from where I live. That's not going to be possible. Do you think, do you think there's the possibility of um, hybrids where you might have one live event, but short maybe one day, and then you have a virtual element? There's a... I suppose it's difficult because I suppose this is the thing that people are just going to have to feel out, aren't they? How they deal with hybrid events, keep on doing online and doing live. It's just going to take a while to get a yeah. feel for it, won't it? Yeah, the hybrid events are just too expensive. They really are. So you're not going to see WordCamps in hybrid unless they are the flagship events, which is, you know, WordCamp Asia, WordCamp uh, Europe, and WordCamp US. But uh, but there are organizations like Big Orange Heart who have WordFest, right? So we do two WordFest lives a year, and that is a global event, 24 hours. It's not easy to stay awake for that 24 hours. I have to pick which continent I'm sleeping through, by the way, because I can't stay awake for 24 hours anymore. Because uh, let's face it, 24 hours is not 24 hours. It's 24 hours of conference with a good 12 hours being You're awake before than me, it, Michelle. right? <laughs> You're doing better than me, Michelle. I'm lucky to keep awake for two hours. <laughs> but those kinds of events, I think, you know, webinars, um, WordFest, making sure that we still have a way for people around the world to be able to participate in community type events like that is going to be paramount to us continuing to have the kind of tight knit community that we've really developed over the last few years. That's great. Over to you, Stephen. As you're thinking about, um, I don't know, the, the transition and the pros and cons, um, do you feel like uh, you, you mentioned like all the Facebook uh, groups and stuff. And I noticed like this huge bump in like just people talking and collaborating on Facebook um, during like the pandemic and stuff, just out of necessity. Right. Um, and I think we all just like leaned into that because that's where our communities were and stuff. Um, but when you're, when you're thinking about like these plugins that do have like these communities that span geographic regions and time zones and stuff, um, do you think Facebook will still be like a primary place for people to get on and collaborate around or do you think like we'll start seeing people go in different directions and maybe that being broken up a little bit so i i've i've actually thought about this a lot because a lot of other um software um solutions have tried to take the place of mm -hmm. facebook groups um circle or circles or something i know it looks like facebook it acts like facebook but it's an additional login 
right? That's that's something that uh, I haven't seen be very successful yet anyway. Um, Clubhouse, I had that on my phone for a hot minute. And then I was like, <laughs> I, I'm done with this. I don't want to listen into all these conversations. Um, yeah. Right. <laughs> and then there's like um, the, the Twitter spaces, which are good for like event type things, but it's not really building community. But now Twitter has this whole idea of this communities too, which... Uh, which is interesting because you still have to participate in 280 characters or less, right? So you can't really post the problems and questions that you can in a Facebook group. I haven't seen anything yet as ubiquitous as Facebook that makes it as easy to participate. So I'm going to guess that at least in the, in the next, you know, several years, it's still going to be Facebook groups that are going to be the primary places that we look what? to for what these is, kinds of things. What's your attitude towards Discord? Discord is interesting, right? So Discord has the possibility, but again, it's one additional place. People are already logging into Facebook, right? They already have Facebook accounts. They're connected to their friends and family there. They're connected to their high schools and the people they went to, you know, summer camp in 1982 with. Um, God, I just aged myself really bad with that comment. But anyway, <laughs> the the idea of having one more thing. So if you're already a Discord user, that's great. Am I logged into Discord? Yes. Do I pay attention to it as often as I should? No. Am I, uh, am I logged in because of a certain community that I want to stay c- connected with? Yes. And so there's the possibilities, right? We use Discord for WordFest, actually. On the day of WordFest, that's our behind-the-scenes communication. That's our walkie-talkies to each other. The rest of the, the the months, you know, the rest of the year, 363 days a year, we're not using Discord for that. Um, so I think it has some potential, but I think it really has potential. I'm going to say it, it has potential for people who are younger than me who are in there anyway. I think it's, um, you know, people who have, have adapt, adopted it for gaming and things like that. I'm 53 years old. Discord was like, right? Like I signed up for Twitch too. And I was like, Oh, I don't I don't even remember where login for Twitch was now. But there's like there's all these different areas and different ways to be connected with one another. I still think though that because of the the age range that's still using Facebook, that that is going to be the number one area for a while anyway. Yeah, because um obviously as you know, Michelle, I'm doing a virtual summit in the end of September. Mm-hmm. And we've this I've decided that our community chat and community building platform is going to be Discord um, mm-hmm. um, because I um, think there's a lot of, back, you know, for a live summit, um, um, using Facebook is probably not appropriate anyway. And there's a lot of baggage around, you know, especially in the WordPress community around utilising it. And so I've been doing a bit big dive and Discord has its own history and problems around security and all these um, platforms have their pros and negatives, don't they? A lot Mm -hmm. of them. I think think for an an event, something like Discord or Slack or one of those things is perfect because it's real-time communication conversation and it's actually one area that you're looking at. You're not distracted by all the other things happening on Facebook. I think for community building over time, you want something where people will continue to log in and contribute. Exactly. Over to you, Steve. Have you guys started talking about like metaverse type stuff in community building? Or is that still like, yeah, it's too bleeding edge. Nothing like, 
that like, like let's, let's wait years down the road before we even tackle that. You can tell you can tell Stephen's uh, a nerd, can't you, folks? Can't you? Uh, uh, I, I, for me personally, metaverse is behind NFTs and crypto, and I'm not touching those with a ten foot pole yet either. So, fair enough. Yeah, it's it's still early days, and who knows how yeah. it's all all going to. Uh, I don't even have an that. Oculus, Steve. So, <laughs> fair enough. All right, um, I think we're going to wrap up the uh, podcast. Podcast, I can't talk again. Podcast, that's a problem with your podcast host, isn't it? You can't talk dry, but you got used to it. And um, I think we're going to wrap up the podcast part of the show, folks. Um, Michelle's agreed to stay on for bonus content. How do you listen to the whole interview plus the bonus content and see the glorious Stephen looking as good as possible? Uh, um, well, you can see all that on the WP Tonic YouTube channel, um, which you need to go to. And please subscribe to it. And we've got a ton of bonus content on that channel. Plus, you'll be able to see a recording of the live show that I do every Friday with Spencer Forum, which is all about building funnels and giving you breakdowns of your ones, and it's hilarious. You definitely want to see that. So, Michelle, how do people find out more about you and what you're up to, Michelle? Sure. Uh, the best place, I, I I love the idea of a link tree, but I hate giving somebody else my uh, my traffic, so I created my own. So I'm at meet, meetmichelle.online. Uh, use Cadence, by the way. Cadence and uh uh, page builders to be able to do that, which is a any page builder is phenomenal for that kind of thing. So meet Michelle.online. That'll get you all my social. That'll get you my website, everything else. Um, one, one place, one stop shop. You can find out everything you need to know. Yes. And it's been a pleasure talking to you, Michelle, and hopefully you will agree to come back on the show later on in the year. I um, love it. Stephen, how can people, your fan base, I've had an email about, where's Stephen? Where's the good, where's the good looking, charming co-host? Uh, I take that on my sharp, broad shoulders, Stephen, but uh, I knew my place. So Stephen, how can people find out more about you, Stephen? Yeah, head over to hustlefish.com um, and you can see what we have going on over there. Right, that's great. We got, like I say, we've got some fabulous guests coming on the show in the next couple of months, folks. I'm amazed at the standard, just like Michelle. We'll be having some great conversations that are focused at you, the WordPress professional, and you uh, that are starting a startup. Um, we'll see you soon, folks. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening. We really do appreciate it. Why not visit the Mastermind Facebook group and also to keep up with the latest news, click wp-tonic.com forward slash newsletter. We'll see you next time.